Hey everybody, what's going on? Yep. It's Monday, it's a haunting Mondays. You guys love these, we love these. Yeah, this is one of our, this is basically the, our favorite episode. Spock uh, is moving by himself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> is he, did he move over a little bit? <laughs> Because I feel like I'm going going off into the next I don't, video. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know if Pookie did that or... I don't okay. know. I haven't been in here, so... All right. Let me, move, <laughs> let me move you over a little bit. Well, wait. I'm just... Okay. Oh, you're still in there. Yeah, you're still in there. I'm, I'm in the same so place I'm, I'm always there. at. You're the okay. one that's... Although, like I said... It seems like we've drifted this way. Well, I don't know. I didn't okay. move the camera or nothing like that. Hey, everybody, look at Trey's like a, a new yeah. Everybody's becoming members. Membership that's good. and like Mango became a little membership. Welcome to Flashbulbs. Yeah, that's thank what you I, very much. There's only one tier, and it's called Flashbulbs. Flashbulbs <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I just put it there. Like, I felt so bad because because Trey like put a message up that like a comment on under one of the videos, and he's like, um, "I'm really a dummy, but I can't figure out like how to join because I know you said." Yeah. And I was just kind of like, "Oh, I guess I'm the dummy because I filled all the stuff out." And then like, there's a little like in YouTube, there's a little thing at the top that says, "Okay, turn it on," and I forgot to push that, so it yeah, wasn't okay. on. But it's on now, so you know. What yeah, I mean. you, um, so <clears throat> memberships are brand new thing here on. Uh... It's not you, brand new, but I how, mean, how long they've been that? doing it a while. We didn't know about it. Okay, so I mean, I did, but I I just never got, got around to doing it. It's uh, two ninety nine a month. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Right, I think. Yeah. It. Now, like I said, there's only one tier, and it's just called Flashbulbs. Uh, so yeah, Tom Sykes says this episode is legendary. Yeah, on it, the, a haunting roster. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be like the best one we've covered it. We covered it back on episode thirty nine before we even had a video component. Yeah. And we also did an episode, I think, where we interviewed um, Craig Naring, I think his name is, uh, is from yeah. Fox Paranormal or whatever, who've done a lot of, like, investigation around the ruins and stuff. But we just, I don't know. It's like, we like this episode, and we hadn't done it on this one, and we have a new a lot of new subscribers since then that maybe didn't, you know, hear the old one. So, And like I said, I didn't have a lot of time to do a lot of research, so I wanted to do one that was kind of, like, a little bit more familiar so we would have some stuff to talk about. And this is Tom's favorite episode. So. Yeah, I think it's the best episode. I think it is, too. Uh, the, the, the two pilot episodes were pretty good, too. The one with Mr. Gordy and yeah. um, the one with the, uh, uh, with, the, with the kid with the cancer in the uh, The funeral. one with the kid with the cancer. Yeah, the kid with the cancer in the funeral. The Snedeker. The Snedekers. Yeah, the Snedekers. That was a good episode, too. Um, but this is, I think, I think, I think this is the best one. And then second to this, would have been Hungry Ghosts, I think. Maybe we'll do that. I mean, we've done yeah. that. We covered that a long time ago. Yeah. But I don't know. That might be another one worth doing because I really like that episode, too. Yeah. Trey says Mammoth Mountain's the best episode. Yeah. <laughs> one of them, anyways. <laughs> I know. They should. I kind of feel like. I talked to him. That was years ago. Yeah, years ago, like they did call you about, <sighs> yeah. about doing an episode. Well, it was a haunting, right? It was or, a was haunting. It, or was it Paranormal yeah, Witness? It, haunting. Oh, okay. They, they wanted to do it, but um, Lois and Red didn't want to appear on camera. Yeah. And yeah, they were being a little. They, yeah, they were. Weird. Fucking, about they weren't it. looking good. You know, fucking Lois had gotten fat. And fucking Red was not feeling well, and he ended up dying later. And uh, their house was filled with fucking guitar cases and shit because. Red had, over the years, I didn't know it, but Red had kind of became a hoarder of fucking famous guitars. He was a guitar teacher. He had some of Stevie Ray Vaughan's guitars. He lived out in California. Real. 
Wesley's got them all now. Uh, he had Eddie, some of Eddie Van Halen's guitars. He had all kinds of uh, famous rock stars' guitars. There's evidently a big trade in them. Uh, well, yeah. I didn't realize that, but there's a big collector trade in it. And it was just guitar cases just stacked everywhere. And some of them were guys that weren't real well-known. But some of them were, you know, well-known to, not to the public, but to guys that are, you know, big into, you know, like the fucking guitarist from fucking Quiet Riot. Maybe like one of his, you know. I mean, like, I don't even know that dude's name. You know, that kind yeah. of shit. Tom Sykes says, the house they used in this episode was a little too nice to look abandoned, in my opinion. Yeah, we I think we got into that maybe like before. The the house they use on here like looks like a little bit slightly dumpy but like still livable. Looks like a southern plantation yeah. mansion kind of. Whereas the real the house, yeah. I mean at least when they took a photograph of it, like I think when the Hinshaws first moved in, it looked uh, significantly dumpier than it did on the show. No, I think the photographs that that they have are had on the internet of it were after they had all, they had moved out. Yeah, see, I can't really figure that out because there was a there is a photograph floating around yeah. out there where there's a couple people like in the doorway and yeah. they're kind of like waving, but I can't like tell who it is. So I don't know if it's just some random motherfuckers that are like, "Hey, Summerwood Mansion, it's haunted," because it's like kind of famous, or yeah. if that was a picture that the family took like when they moved in, like, "Hey, we're gonna fix this place up," you know what I mean? Because I kind of feel like it had to have looked like. Not that bad. I mean, at least the way they were talking about it. Now, they did say that it looked... The the daughter that was on the show, April, she said... I think she was eight or nine, like, when they moved into the house. And she said... She actually used the word decrepit. She yeah. said that's... She said it looked she decrepit. She said she couldn't imagine anybody living in it. Yeah. So, so maybe it did look really I, bad. Yeah, because they're talking about 70s. And uh, yeah. the photographs, it looks like they're from the early... 80s, maybe 83, uh, 85, that period. And, uh, no, it's a fucking dump. It, yeah. It's fucked up. It's not painted. It looks like just raw wood. The architecture really sucked. Um, it looked like a cheap knockoff of some kind of Bavarian fucking hunting lodge mixed with a, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. There's no way to describe it. Matter of fact, the guy says it was like a mixture of a bunch of architectural styles. You couldn't put your finger on it. It just looked bad, if you ask me. And, and um, looking at it, I think it was made with pretty kind of substandard wood. Because the wood looked like it was warped, water damaged. It wasn't built to last, I don't think. I think it was made in the 20s, right? 30s? It was either 1916 or 1918 okay. it was built. And All the right. thing about it was that I kind of feel like, I mean, the people that built it, which we'll get into in a little bit, but <clears throat> you'd think it's in Wisconsin. Yeah. And you would think that, you know, because it snows a lot there and stuff like that, that they would try to at least build it, you know, up to standards so that it would last through the weather and everything. But I don't know. It's just, it was hard to tell because I never saw any photos of it when it looked good i did <laughs> you know they had, they had some photos of it i think for both black and white photos did they? It, it, yeah it looked good but it you know it was white yeah from what i remember and it was but you know it was it was in terrible condition when they were when they moved into it and nobody wanted it and uh it was just filled with debris inside it looked like squatters were in there you know and people kicked holes in walls and 
uh, busted sinks down, and and the the, the materials that it, that it was made out of looked cheap. It looked like something out of an old camper or something. It it, it looked like a camping lodge, a really big camping lodge. I think that's what it was. It was built as a fishing lodge. Yeah. Like kind of so, a fancy yeah. fishing lodge so, resort type thing. Yeah, but it looked, it, it didn't look like it was uh, built to last. It looked like, you know, looked like it was fucking made out of fucking cheap material, if you ask me. Yeah. Because it, 1920s or early 1910s, that's that's no big deal. There are houses uh, all around from the 1800s. They still look great. Yeah, that are still. So I think it was just they used cheap wood, untreated wood or something. Because it looked like things had been warping and bowing. Zach said, I'd love to know the address of that house on the show because it's a gorgeous looking home and it always looked like something in Southern California to me. Yeah, yeah I mean, the yeah, the house they, look, they used on the show like looked... <sighs> Like, it was in pretty good shape. It looked like they just kind of like, well, let's, like, throw some junk out in the front so it kind of looks like it's in shitty condition. Yeah, it also it. looks like it's on a road, too. And it looks like there's other houses near it. The real summer winds, it's like uh, like a lodge. And it's out in the woods. Not, well, not yeah. anymore, it's not. Because, not anymore, like, yeah. the ruins of it... I was watching a thing from a couple of years ago where there was, like, a paranormal team. Yeah. And they went out there to the ruins and they were doing like the audio and everything. Mm -hmm. And the girl there, the woman that was doing it, she's like, um, she's like, well, you can't be too loud and stuff like that because there are actually houses There's that neighbors, are pretty yeah. close. Yeah. So she like turned around like that and there was like a big massive cabin like just right there. Because when it was originally built, it was built on an 80 acre plot. But as time went on, like uh, like parcels of land got sold off. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. to pay to keep the house running. So um, so it doesn't have that much land around it anymore. But now it's pretty much, I mean, where the house used to be. Because all that's left there, I don't know if you know, is, like, the chimneys and, like, just some basement. debris and shit. Like, the basement. And then it's Carport mostly just kind of, like, you know, grown over. Yeah. But there are houses, like, right yeah. around there. Like, cabins and shit. Because it's on a lake, so... Yeah, I saw the uh, an overhead view of it from, uh, what do you call it, Google Earth a long time ago. There are houses on either side of it, and behind it is a, uh, uh, is a lake. But from the old photos of the 80s, of the outside of it and the exterior, there was just... It was in a clearing in the thicket of a bunch of pine trees. Um, I don't know how old the houses are around it now. They might have been from the 90s or the 80s, I don't know. But one of the comments I saw online when they were talking about it, people that knew the area, they didn't think it was burned down by a lightning strike. They think that's bullshit, that it was... The, the people of that area went down there and fucking torched it. Because it was attracting teenagers and shit. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that too. And pretty yeah. much like every other video you see about it says about the same thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, officially it was lightning, but... Now they went in there and torched it and got rid of it. But yeah, It was just a hulk at that point. <clears throat> And it was kind of a, it was an attraction for a bunch of fucking teenagers wanting to fucking spray pentagrams and shit and get high in there, you know, it just, and it was bothering the neighbors, so they just got rid of it. Yeah. Yeah, Hugo said, um, yeah, I wanted to mention this because uh, Lisa Loring, the OG Wednesday Adams, died. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I think I met her at a horror convention uh, several years ago. But yeah, I, I just saw that like about an hour ago. She was what, probably in her seventies? I don't know, actually. 60s? I mean, she was a little girl, yeah. like on that show, but 
probably in her 60s. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. It happens to everybody. Well, I know that. Yeah, it happens to everybody. <laughs> really? Yeah. Can't avoid it. 64. 64, so straight, That's yeah. how old she was. Yeah, I was like, I knew she couldn't be that old because she was, uh, you know, just a kid. Yeah. When she started that out. Uh, Tom Sykes says 69. Everybody else says 64. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know which one it is. But, yeah. Um, so we got a few, Jenny dug up a few new details about this case too. So it's going to be a good show. Yeah. I mean, you know, a few, and it's not yeah. like I dug all them cause I didn't have a lot of time today, but like I said, that's kind of like why I wanted to do a case we were more familiar with. Uh, but yeah, I watched a couple other things about it. There is actually like a couple other good videos about this, but a lot of them are just kind of like repeating stuff that was on a haunting episode, which is probably what we're going to do. But I'm also, um, gonna i found some stuff on another website and there was some stuff that that even the hinshaw family because there were other families that lived there too like the people that built it and stuff that also allegedly supposedly like reported paranormal activity also but you know the haunting episode was just about the hinshaw family and there was even some stuff that they supposedly saw that they didn't put on the show for whatever reason. I'm not, and I'm not really sure why, because one of the things I was like, oh, that would have been really creepy. I don't know why they didn't put that on. And I, the the guy, the dad that bought the house afterward, like he wrote a book about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of the stuff comes from that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I kind of have my own theories about what had happened. I, I remember thinking that this was may have been a real paranormal case. In the, because it's two stories. Yeah. The haunting, and then the dad comes in and tries to investigate it and rebuy the house. Right. <clears throat> I've always kind of suspected that maybe something paranormal had happened there. But then the dad wanted the house, and I think he thought he would, maybe he'd be able to make money off of doing ghost tours because he wanted to make it a, a hotel. And, yeah, or like a and b or something, yeah. Right, and he might have played up some of the ghost angles. But, so it's, it's kind of like two different things. Two, two different stories in this story. The first one, I believe, I'm not sh- so sure I believe the second one that much. Or it might have been just maybe, you know, maybe the second part of the story, or the second story might be fairly accurate, but just kind of exaggerated a little bit. Like uh, the, the whole uh, land deed angle and uh, hypnosis and... But, you know, it is an interesting story, and it's a real good episode. I noticed, too, like, while I was um, taking notes, because I was actually, like, writing the notes down by hand, like, while we were watching it, because I knew that I wasn't going to have time to, like, just rewatch the episode and type it today. So I was, like, watching it last night, and I was like, sometimes it's easier to take notes on the episodes because, like, not much happens. You know what I mean? And it's like, so I have time to write stuff down, and then just, like, somebody walks down a hallway forever. And so I was like, oh, okay, thank you. But um, this one, so much stuff happens that I was just like, I was writing like really fast because there's like yeah. always something going on. They didn't really yeah. like fuck around too much in this one. There was like always something interesting. Yeah, watching happening. this one's like watching a good movie. Yeah. It's like watching a good movie. It really is. I and, mean, and it's kind of, there's something about this one that's kind of compelling, you know? Uh, makes me think that at least the first part of it happened, I, you know? And, it, and yeah, maybe they kind of spice it up for the program, but still, it's a good telling of it. It's just a good, it's a good episode. Yeah. All right, so you want to talk about the episode? Yep. I got all my little notes right here, and yep. then I got more notes over there. Good. Because you know how I do. I got to have all of it. All right. All of it. 
Uh, and like I said, I didn't really have time to type this today. So yeah, so this house, let's just talk about the Hinshaws first because that's what the episode was about. And then we'll kind of go back and talk about the other people that lived there before and like how it got built and stuff like that. So yeah, this uh, house is on um, West Bay Lake, Wisconsin is where it is. So they move into Summerwind in 1969, the Hinshaws. Now, apparently, Ginger Henshaw, who was on the show, <clears throat> much older lady, she, um, I think even at that point, like, the house was known as kind of like, ooh, the haunted house around town, you know what I mean? It was kind of like one of those, you know, famous for being haunted, like, places in Wisconsin, right? So Ginger was with a friend of hers, and they're like, ooh, we need to go back and go and look at this haunted house or whatever, and Ginger apparently... She said that she really, really um, was drawn to it, like, immediately. She said it it had, it gave off this really weird vibe, like, you wanted to help it, or you wanted to, like, rescue it. And it's weird, because, like, her dad kind of said the same thing, like, later on. So I was like, I don't know if they were trying to imply that, like, maybe the house had some kind of, like, weird power over people, where it was just kind of like, hey, come and live in me, and then, you know, so I can fuck you over, you know what I mean? I'm not really sure if that's what they were implying. But she was basically saying that she got completely obsessed when she saw it. She's like, I had to have that house. She's like, I just wanted to fix it. I wanted to, you know. So you get a, an obsession over the house. Yeah. She said she, she felt sorry for it yeah. and she wanted to, like, fix it all She out. did have obsessions over the house, but the colors and everything, trying to re yeah. re take it back exactly what it, way it was. Yeah. And that's... That's, like I said, that was something that they brought up, like, more than once. And yeah. she admitted that, too. She was like, I just, I had to have it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, she's like, even though it obviously probably didn't look all that great. So, uh, so yeah. Now, her husband at the time, Arnold, Mr. Where is that ra raccoon himself? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to, we may be going to be using that audio clip a lot on this episode. Um, but yeah, so he owned like a construction company or something like that. He was like a contractor. And so she brought him to see it and, um, he was like, yeah, we could probably do something with that. I don't think they were going to open it. Cause I think later on, like when her dad bought it, like, I think he was going to turn it into like a bed and breakfast or a hotel or something. I think, I mean, they were just going to live in it. Like Ginger and Arnold were just going to live in it. Cause they had six kids. I think they said. I thought on the show they said four, but then everywhere else I saw that they had six. So I'm assuming they had six kids. One of them, April, who I believe was eight or nine at the time, she was the only, like, adult, um, you know, kid that was on there talking about it. So even though uh, Ginger is, like, super into the house and she said she just loved it immediately and got obsessed with it and everything, April... Um, she said, I did not like that house, like, from the first time I saw it. She, like, it looked, um, real decrepit and, like, dusty and gross, and it's, like, I really did not want to be there. It gave me, like, bad vibes. So, uh, they moved in. It took them about a month, and they got all moved in and everything. So, like I said, I guess it was, I guess you could live there. I mean, because they were living in it. So, Arnold and Ginger, like, work on the house. They're doing a lot of the work themselves, because, like I said, Arnold is a um, contractor. And Ginger's in there, like, she was talking about all the stuff she was doing, like, all the painting, and she put in the, um, you know, the new fireplace and all this other kind of stuff. She's like, but the weird thing was that they noticed that they would call, um, you know, service workers and stuff like that, like, to come out and fix stuff or come and look at stuff. 
and everything and they're just like yeah sure we'll do that and then they're like where you live and then they say where they live and they're like oh yeah we're kind of like busy and we can't really do that right now you know what i mean so they thought it was like really weird that people kept blowing them off once they found out what house they lived in now we speculated before that we don't necessarily know if that's just because all these service workers were like superstitious and they're like we're not going to the haunted house no no thank you or if they were just like, well, that place is a piece of shit and I don't really want to deal yeah. with it. So it could have been that. Because like I, I said, I mean, I'm not sure exactly what the condition of the house was in 1969, 1970 when they were calling these people to work on this The way shit. he put it, he said, yeah, I'd get some teams that would go, yeah, uh, we don't normally handle something that big. Maybe we can put you in next year, that kind of thing. I think what the contractors wanted is they wanted to have like short, high profit jobs they go in they work four or five days and then they move on to the next one and they probably end up making more profit over time they look at a big old house like that and they're like oh man there's so much work there we'll bleed those people dry in about three weeks and then then it'll be all over and their job won't even be you know one-eighth done that's probably what it was they're like these people don't have the money to fix that it's probably what it was that might have been, yeah, yeah, because one of the things that I was watching another show about it, and uh, or like an interview, you're reading an interview about it. What's up, Pokey? Um, or like listening to a podcast about it, and the guy was like, "That was one thing that a lot of people like would move into the house. Everybody would come and see this. Like, ooh, they all this potential, like all the stuff they wanted to do with it. But it's like they would never realize like how much money it was going to take like to fix the shit up. You yeah. know what I mean, I think they were just kind of like everyone was like, ooh, I can do this and that and the other. It'd have been cheaper just to buy a new house. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's probably like a lot of times when it's something like that, unless it's something super, super historical and you're yeah. going to get, you know what I mean, and you want it fixed up. I get that. But it's just like if it's just a house that's just a house. Yeah, big old man, old fucking cabin, really. Like it looks like a little temporary ski lodge uh, turned into like a mansion-sized ski lodge. Really, what it looked like to me. Yeah, I just kind of feel like at that point you might as well just like knock it down and yeah, it just, start over. It just didn't look like it was built to last, and the style didn't look that good. Well, I mean, now you don't have to worry about it because now it's like it's gone, on. Yeah. <laughs> except for the chimneys, because that was the only thing that made out of that was made out of stone or brick or whatever mm-hmm. the hell. So, uh, so yeah. Now, one day, uh, while Ginger is working in the house, she finds, allegedly, uh, the house's original blueprints, like, stuck in a closet or in a wall. It's in a closet. Something or something. It's in a closet. Yeah, and, because, uh, well, because I'm thinking of, like, other things where, like, I saw another interview and they said, oh, it was, like, in the wall. Like, she found it in the wall. But, like I said, I don't know. Um, now, apparently, this blueprint was wrapped around a peace pipe, which ties in with a story that they supposedly found out later on um and she said from finding that she said then i started to become super obsessed with putting the house back exactly the way it was before and she said particularly like the paint colors and all this other kind of stuff like she she said on the show it's like oh i went through like 11 different paint colors to get like the perfect one and stuff Although, one, I don't think they mentioned this on A Haunting, but on um, one of the other things that I read, one of the things they said was that, and I'm guessing this was in the dad's book, was that, yeah, she was doing all this stuff with the paint colors, but they would paint the walls, and then, like, the old color would keep bleeding black back through. You know what I mean? They like, they couldn't, like, they couldn't get anything to take. Yeah. And so, I don't know. It's like, to me, it's like, 
I don't know if that was what was going on, but I was like, that really doesn't seem like paranormal no, to me. No, it did something wrong. That just seems like maybe you didn't prime it, or <laughs> yeah. I don't really know. I'm not really sure like what color you were trying to paint over. Some kind of old fashioned paint, mix, not mixing well with new with new style. Maybe paint, that's what like it that. was, or you know, maybe the walls were red or something like that, which because yeah. like still bleeds through even though you put. Because I tried to paint over like a red wall one time, and like you had to put like I think I had to put three or four coats of primer on that shit, and it was mm. still looked kind of pink but yeah um so yeah so she's putting it back uh exactly the way it is now arnold like i said uh mr where's that raccoon yeah. he um <laughs> go ahead yeah i was just gonna go do ahead. it i was gonna do it i gotta find it actor that that, <laughs> the actor that plays that guy the actor that plays that guy is awesome in this uh, you just... go out there and find that raccoon right now i don't care i don't care He's so angry. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, he he leaned into it, and I was like, I, I respect that decision. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it was a memorable performance, that's for sure. And he got that shot of him of the damn camera zooming in on him, and he's looking all stressed out, going, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? That's fucking cool. <laughs> the fucking ghosts keep coming in on him. That was fucking great. What do you want? <laughs> but what's funny is, yeah, you know, fucking that was kind of like, it. that's kind of like the way the bad house was. That, that, yeah. Uh, it was kind of... That's kind of the way it felt, yeah. Oh, look, Mango used my little where's that raccoon, like, uh, uh, emoji. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think the Tom one is, I think it's, you put colon, Tom's Blaine, colon, and I yeah. think that's, I think that's what it is. I can't remember what I named it. I think it was Tom's Blaine. I tried to name everything, like, short so you could, like, remember. And then, like, one of them is Pookie. Like, that's Pookie sighting. Yeah. And what's the other one? Smell of Sanctity. That's right. Smell of Sanctity. <laughs> it's like a little rose. That's the Tom Splane one. See, it's like, look, it's see. you. Let me see. Hold on. <laughs> look, he even he even has like a little black wife beater on. I can't really see it. It's too small. <laughs> it says Tom Splane. It's, it looks like a little tiny geometric shape on my... It's like, yeah, it's a little tiny Tom. Okay. It's a little tiny Tom. Cool. Well, you can probably see it a lot better, like on a big. Yeah. Because you just have like a little bitty thing. So, uh, so yeah, so Arnold seemed like he was kind of into it at first, like helping out and everything, but, uh, before too long, he just loses interest in shit, and, much like Tom's doing right now. No, 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 I'm thinking. No, I'm thinking. I just thought that was funny that, like, the yeah. second I said that, you were, like, turning around like, what? Well, I got a cat there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he just, like, loses interest and just starts, like, leaving jobs unfinished and stuff. He's like, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, she said do he'd do things and he wouldn't do things and just walked around looking at stuff. <laughs> I think I even wrote that in my yeah. notes. I say he just walks around that room looking at shit. That's yeah. what I wrote in my looking notes. Looking out, standing on the veranda and looking outside and then looking back in. <laughs> Became creepy. And then he stopped talking to him, wouldn't talk to him. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. We'll get into that. Get motherfucker went evil. Yeah, and like I said, the actor did a good job, gotta mm -hmm. say. So, uh, so yeah, so Ginger said that she started to notice some minor paranormal activity in the sense where, I don't know how minor this is, but um, chairs kind of moving by themselves, like when yeah. her back was turned, shit like that. Um, April, the daughter, she said she always felt watched. Ginger said she felt like that too, like they, she always felt like somebody was in the room with her. Um, but she loves the house so much that she doesn't want to believe that it's haunted. They did a, a scene in the reenactment here where she was in that creepy hallway, like the, yeah. the hallway of doom there. And um, she's just like walking through there. And I guess they kind of had it where 
she heard like breathing or you know that noise they always do on yeah. a haunting where it's like that oh, like yeah. kind of noise like um yeah like so she kind of heard that but i don't know if she saw anything at that point she does see yeah. something later in yeah. the hallway she sees she sees apparitions twice at least twice yeah i so like several people yeah. did report seeing yeah. apparitions in this particular house and the weird thing about it is that some of the ones they reported seeing, like, I don't think they showed it on the show or, like, what the people described it looked like, like, in other sources. Okay. But, you know. We can um, get to that? Yeah, okay. we'll get to that. Like I said, we're just kind of covering the show so at this point. only here on 13 o'clock do we have the description of the, of the ghost. Well, not no. only, because I got it from well, somewhere. Well, let, let me just, like, <laughs> let me just, like, let me just, let me just hype this He's up. trying to be. on YouTube. It's, it's YouTube exclusive. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so yeah, so weeks go by, and here's the fun part, because Arnold starts to turn into, like, Mega Douche, right? Yeah. Mega Douche 2000. Yeah. Um, he just gets really withdrawn, his personality completely changes, he starts sleeping all day, yeah. playing that fucking organ all night. Yeah, and he goes, stop doing it, I like it! <laughs> no, I want, I, I want to, I, I, stop playing it. <laughs> Will you please stop doing it? No, I like it! <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, that was a little bit. Well, the first, the his first sinister one, sinister ass organ music that he's fucking. Doing I know. I think I read in my notes. I said yeah. his organ playing goes all carnival souls. Yeah. <laughs> when I first, when I first, when I first saw this, I saw it on cable TV. I guess that was around 2008, around that time, and uh, it spooked me out, man. That this, and I saw it for the first time. Uh, it was up in Sorrento Springs. You know, Sorrento Springs, uh, like going to the, going to the club. Yeah. It, it, in that in, in that townhouse, I used to live in this area, fucking over what fifteen years ago, fourteen years. Yeah, ago. and it was nice, nice new um, place called Sorrento Springs. It still looks nice, but uh, I was upstairs and had cable installed and everything. And <clears throat> during the daytime is when I was running that barn, and as I got done with the feeding and fucking got all the horses fucking settled, and then went back home to chill out. Until the evening to fucking bring them all back in, and I was watching haunting episodes. This is long before I met Jenny. <laughs> and that and fucking that episode, fuck, they would play them. I think it was on A and E. Was it? Uh, maybe? was it? I don't no, know. I don't think it was on A and E. Well, it's not, it was on Destination America. Maybe Destination on, America. And it was on Discovery before that. I yeah. Think. But they'd play them back to back, man. They would play like seven of them, and I saw that one, and it fucking spooked me out. The whole rest of the day, that fucking burr, 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 that that damn yeah. organ, like I like it. <laughs> no, leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> fucking, I'm shutting the barn down, putting them up. Fucking, no sun's going down. Fucking, me thinking about that damn ghost, man. And that dude playing that organ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking spooked me out. I don't think they mentioned this in the episode, but I think one of the reasons that he gave apparently for yeah. playing the organ all the time was that he thought that if he stopped something really bad would happen oh he gave he gave that reason well i don't know if that or i don't know if he gave that reason or mm. if like ginger said that okay. like in some other place mm. i don't think okay. they mentioned that on the show no, though, uh -huh. but i heard that somewhere else so like i said that might have been her talking like in another interview or her dad's book or something okay. like that. All right. But I heard that mentioned on an, on, in another source so that, that he thought that something bad would happen if he stopped. Okay. So that's, that's another dimension. It's yeah. another dimension that story. Okay. He was keeping the spirits at bay. Yeah. I guess that's what he was doing. So that's why he was like up all night doing that shit. 
Um, but the first thing that he started, because he did that, like, he started that at first. But, um, yeah, he just started getting, like, real, real angry. And one of the first things was that he was outside working on the house and, like, two of the daughters were out on the porch, like, farting around with Barbies or whatever. And um, he's like, "What? which one of you girls took my hammer? And they're like, why the fuck would we take your hammer? You know what I mean? Yeah. This is that They didn't say that because they were little kids. But you know what I mean? Um, but that, that was what they meant. So why the fuck would we take your hammer? Well, so, well, somebody took it. It's not here anymore. Blah, blah, blah. And he was just like wigging out about it. Yeah. What are you blah, blah, blah? And he was like yeah. screaming at him about that shit. And then um, he goes in the house why is this window open? This window's yeah. always open. It's like, yeah. Ginger's like, I don't fucking know. I didn't open yeah. it. I want it closed. Yeah, and it's like, apparently it used to open by itself all yeah, the time. Yeah. That's what they were saying. It's like, that window was always fucking open. Like, you can, she's like, I don't know. I didn't open it. And yeah. it's like, well, somebody's opening it. And it's like, yeah, she's yeah. like, fine, I'll just nail it shut just yeah. to get you to shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was that kind of thing. But yeah, they did say that that window would like be open all the time. Like, there was no way you could keep it closed. So finally they had to nail it shut. So one of the other sources said that Arnold nailed it shut, but I don't really know, like, who, somebody nailed it shut, anyway. So, yeah, so as we mentioned before, Arnold at that uh, stage kind of stopped talking to everybody. And just sort of, like, walks around the rooms, like, staring at shit and, you know. Uh, leering. Leering and just, yeah, like, walking in the room looking and him. looking creepily at them. Yeah. And they're just like, bro. I want that job. <laughs> I'm just like, you hire me, I come to your house, you I walk around your house, and every time I see you, the like, you know, get a scowl on my face. Just keep stand there in the doorway. Yeah, keep your arms crossed. Keep y'all motivated. And then I walk away. <laughs> 20 minutes later, I come back in and check. <laughs> Looking at you like that. That'd be fucking awesome. Like it's crazy people paying me like 50 grand a year to do that. <laughs> like snarling. So, yeah. I mean, hey, some people... I need people a mentally will, ill rich dude that does that. I mean, pays me some to people will pay people to come over and snuggle with them, so it's like, yeah, I don't see why that would be yeah. any weirder. You can have Ming the Merciless show up and just be mean to you without saying a word. That's... You know what? Maybe there maybe there's a thing in that. Yeah, put on there's, my Ming the Merciless outfit. Right. Somebody yeah. pay for that, I bet. Yeah. People pay for all kind of crazy shit. <laughs> people pay for, like, Stupid. girls used underwear Man, they'd want to beat like off a, on you while you were doing that shit. Well, yeah, that's yeah, probably like I mean, that'd road. be, a, be yeah. an occupational hazard, yeah. I'm afraid. <laughs> Dude, tell you, keep moving. Keep, <laughs> turn around. Squish your hips. <laughs> okay, look, we gotta get back to the fucking shit, man. Okay. Taking this shit down. Uh, yeah, that's who Taking did that? You did that. I'm you did that. I'm putting it on you. Oh, okay. I'm putting it on you. He just blames me for yeah. everything. That's Well, it's easier that way yeah. <laughs> if everything's my fault. So, uh, the show goes more smoothly. <laughs> okay. Your life goes more smoothly. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so yeah. So, one day, uh, Ginger hears what she called a strong male voice calling her name in the creepy hallway of Doom. Yeah. So, that is a pretty creepy hallway. I'm yeah. not going to lie. So, it keeps like saying her name over to us, which would be pretty freaky. Like, if you're walking into the Ginger, it's like that, yeah, yeah. right? And uh, so she turns around, and she does actually see an apparition. She did say she saw an apparition, right? She saw... No, when, when it said Ginger? Yeah. When she was going up the stairs, she just heard that. Yeah. She didn't see anything. And later, she was going down the hallway, and I think she heard it say Ginger. And she turned around, and it passed through her. She saw it in the pad. She saw, like... They just showed us, like, smoke. Like with a, a mist face. with sort with of, like, a, a little, face on it. Slide, kind of a face, and it went through her. And she said it just passed right through her. She yeah. Seen a ghost. Which is pretty freaky. Yeah. 
So, uh, so yeah. That's this, how it was shown in the episode. Yeah. Whether or not she actually said that. A lot of times there's a difference. They just do it for, like, do the sit. They do a fucking action version of it. For all we know, it was at the end of the hallway and it didn't move through her at all or something. I don't know. Well, I mean, that would still be scary. It'd still be scary, yeah. Like, if it was standing there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. That's still seeing an apparition. So, uh, so yeah, at this point in the episode, we get to uh, Arnold going turbo douche. Uh, and this is the Where Is That Raccoon uh, segment of the show. Yeah, that raccoon's dead. That's where it is. Well, now it is yeah. because of Arnold. Yeah. yeah, apparently what had happened was that the raccoon, they had a pet raccoon, and it got out, and whether or not this was the case, he th- blamed the girls for leaving its enclosure open, right, and, like, letting it escape, and so he's like, it's like nighttime, and he says to his wife, he's like, well, so they're gonna go out in the woods and find that raccoon right now, and she's yeah, like, yeah. it's the middle of the night, what the fuck yeah, are you talking I don't about? care. I don't care, they're gonna yeah. find that raccoon. Yeah, go and find then, that raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> Where is that raccoon? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so he goes and finds it. Apparently, I don't know if the girls found it or he found it, but he killed it in front of them. Yeah, terrible. And the daughter said that, too. Yeah. Fucking, that dude needed a serious ass weapon. I'd have whipped that motherfucker's ass. Well, yeah, I mean, that's... It came on. back and he kills it? What kind of, you know... Either that or he went out specifically to find yeah. it so he could bring it back and kill it. Like, yeah. who the fuck does that? Crazy people, yeah, that's I mean, who. it's just, yeah, you're fucking crazy. Assholes, that's who. I mean, just going out having a good time. You know? That's what I mean. And the thing about They're it is, They're friendly like, little creatures. Yeah. They're real friendly, yeah. It's all right. Yeah. I can't even imagine the kind of person that would, like, kill yeah. a little animal like that. Just to be, like, a douche. Yeah, to, to punish some girl? Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, their pet. For yeah. Christ's sake, Terrible. I can't imagine. Yeah, you need, you need you, doing it for food. That's one thing. And if it's not your pet, you know what I mean. It's a wild animal, you know. That, right. And you know, it's yeah. I got to get some food, man. Fucking not making the groceries. The shit, hell yeah. But uh, no, just to make a point on a pet, and it's a little girl's pet. You man, you need a serious ass weapon. And as an innocent little raccoon. Yeah, yeah, he's probably like... There's a pet raccoon, he, probably. He, yeah, yeah. They beg. With and, their little hands Yeah, stuff. they beg and put oh, on shit, shows and shit. I'm myself out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to, like, I was trying to, like, yeah. make it funny, but it's not yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like I said, they got those little, those little hands, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so Ginger is just kind of, like, uh, trying to maintain some normalcy, which, you know, good luck with that. But she apparently invites some friends over one night, a couple that she knows, and um, she goes in the kitchen to get some cheese and crackers, because it's the 70s, y'all, and that's what you did. You went and got cheese and crackers for your friends. Um, And while she's in the kitchen, she hears somebody say her name again, like, uh, you know, somebody's name, like, you know, the the man's voice. So then she hears her friend screaming in the living room. And she runs in there, and the woman, she saw, like, a, they saw an apparition, like, in the corner of the living room. And she screamed, and then they just got the fuck out. They were like, yeah, no, bye. Nice to visit mm-hmm. you, but you have ghosts in your fucking house, and we're not having it. So, yeah, they just ran right the fuck out of there. So, yeah. So, at this point, like I said, Arnold's organ playing, this is what I wrote. <laughs> Arnold's organ playing goes all Carnival of Souls, yeah. and, he, and he plays all goddamn night. That's what I wrote. <laughs> Keeping everyone awake. Uh, Ginger tells him to cut it out, but no, he likes it. Mm. He likes playing with his organ. <laughs> um, <laughs> and doesn't give a shit about keeping everybody awake. People that gotta work yeah. in the morning. People that gotta go to school in the morning. 
He's just like keeping him. I don't care. I like it. Yeah. That's what he says. Um, and at this point, April, who, like I said, was about nine years old, I think, when this was going on, she said she really got the impression that Arnold hated all of them and hated Ginger in particular. Yeah. And he said, she said he wasn't like that before. It yeah. just was this way at the house. Yeah, he just went now, that and way. And he lost his own business and wouldn't go to work. And There's a couple different explanations. Maybe the stress of owning that home and fixing it um, put him into some kind of depression. He lost his job and went crazy and then blamed them. Or it was some kind of weird form of possession. You know, I don't know. I've never seen any. I've never seen possession. As far as I can, I'm concerned, possession is just a different interpretation of poltergeist. Um, <coughs> but this is not a poltergeist. This is this is haunting. Steve Mara believes it. You know, he he said he's seen a few of them. Um, but it's not. You know, the, I've seen the bad house. So maybe it's like that, but it's strong enough to move things. And and have apparitions. So I can I can imagine it. Maybe it can affect your mind. I mean, it was affecting our minds, giving us bad dreams, you know? So, maybe. And maybe, maybe it could drive you crazy. And maybe he wasn't, like, super stable to begin You're with. Right. So, you it found him mean? as a weak, a weak link. Right. Could be. Yeah. Took advantage of him or something. Turned him to evil. Or his reaction to it was to become evil. Uh, I don't know. Weird. Weird shit. Yeah, so apparently it was getting so bad in the house that Ginger starts sleeping out in the fucking woods, like, around the house. Yeah. Like, instead of sleeping in it, which is... That, that's pretty extreme. Yeah, I remember when I first saw that, <laughs> I, was, I was like, wow, man, this story's gotta be true. That's weird <laughs> shit. They're burning, burning the furniture, I could imagine Well, that. that's what I was saying, because, yeah. like, Arnold, like like I said, he's just, like, playing the organ all the time. Zach so yeah. says, damn, he must be using a lot of lube to make that much sound while playing with his organ. Yeah. <laughs> right? I don't care, I like it. <laughs> man, I should have had an audio clip of that, too. Yeah, we, we can make it. I don't care, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> What do you want? What do you want? You what do you want from me? I mean, you could just do it. Yeah, good. yeah. We've seen this episode so many times that it's like he got yeah. the inflection right and everything. Yeah. But so, yeah, so he's like not even going to work anymore because he's too busy sleeping and playing the organ all night. So, uh, so they're basically running out of money, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so they all sleep in the living room, like in front of the fireplace. Uh, the gas gets shut off. The electric gets shut off. Um, the water pump breaks, and they have to bring water from the lake, like, to take baths and flush the toilet and stuff, and they have to start burning all the furniture, like, to keep warm, which, you know, that's, like, that's pretty fucked up. So, at this point, uh, you know, Arnold's coming in, like I said, they're all sitting around the the fireplace where they're burning all the chairs, Arnold comes in and, like, fucking scowls at them, like, standing there, and they're just like, what the fuck, dad? It's like, that's not cool. Uh, so finally, Ginger just says, fuck it. And she walks to the neighbor's house and calls her dad and says, please come get us. I'm sick of this shit. Uh, so the kids were super, super happy because they were like, holy crap, we're getting the fuck out of here finally. Because like I said, April said that she and one of the younger sisters, too, who wasn't uh, interviewed on the show, she said they had actually like contemplated suicide. Like they were at like yeah. nine and eight and nine years old, trying to escape the stress because they said it was just so fucking horrible and so stressful yeah. all the time. 
So they were just like so happy. They said it was like getting out of fucking prison. Like they get to go with Grandpa. Grandpa yeah. comes with his camper, and they're like, yeah. "Woohoo, we're out of here!" You know what I mean? Yeah. Now this is basically the first part of the story. Yeah. And there's something about this, maybe because my experience at that bad house, which is not really the poltergeist, you know, not Mammoth, but the one, the one in um, Arle- uh, um, right, right outside of Somerville. I think it was Arlington, uh, near near Boston, and. Um, it wasn't this bad, but I could kind of imagine that maybe this is plausible. I kind of take this first part of the story as plausible. It's The claims are not that incredible. Apparitions, voices, feelings of being watched. Uh, the one dude go, goes crazy. And they said, like, chairs would move on. Yeah, they slight poltergeist and, and, uh, Yeah, and, like, windows open windows, and closing yeah, on their own shit like that. Stuff. And that... that yeah, I, that's with, that's within the realm of kind of shit that I've experienced. Yeah, that's so, not really so, all that crazy. No. I mean, you know, relatively. It's just the the setting, the way it's shown and the way it's told in this in this episode is fucking very compelling. It sticks with you. And playing the organ and everything, and it's just and the uh, the family being in uh, totally just beaten down by this oppressive evil feeling inside this house, and their dudes losing his mind. It's almost like kind of something like out of The Shining slightly. Well, yeah, okay. I mean, that would be really super scary. Like, yeah. even if you weren't going through paranormal shit, like, if you were stuck in this yeah. house with, like, a, a dude that was, like, going insane and you didn't yeah. know what the fuck he was going to do, I mean, that would be, like, really frightening. Then, like you said, it is kind of like the shiny. And, like, an added creepy scene, they all get in the Winnebago to leave, and the dude, what's his name again? Arnold. Arnold. Arnold sitting up in the top window, up in the top floor, looking out the window, watching him go. He's just sitting there, watching him go. And then it says he leaves the next day. So he spent the night in there by himself. Imagine that. Then it says Ginger and the kids never hear from him again. Yeah. Now, they did not mention this on the show, but some other sources that I saw said that the next day, Mm -hmm. I don't know if the the men with the butterfly nets came and got him or if he went and committed himself, but apparently he went to a mental hospital the following day. Okay. So they didn't mention that on the show. They just said he leaves the next day. Okay. Blah blah. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just saying I saw some other sources that said that. It sounds plausible that he went to like a, a mental because he was acting like a fucking nutcase. Yeah. So he might have thought he went crazy. Well, he did go crazy, I guess. Yeah, that's so what I'm saying. Maybe she told him you need to go get help, and he he got right. He goes to the mental hospital. Yeah, weird. Which he I don't have anywhere else to go either. That's true. He did. He didn't have any money. You're gonna that'd be a trip if they just left his ass in there, no money. <laughs> He's just squatting in there, yeah, trying to survive in this fucking haunted house by himself, fucking playing that organ. Well, they couldn't play the organ because there was no power by that point. Remember, the power got cut. Yeah. So man, that'd be a trip. And then, like years he later, just, he's walking. Years around. later, he'd come out and he'd look like he had like big long fingernails, yeah, and, like, like a big beard, like I was gonna say, like, like a big beard and crazy hair and yeah. shit like that, like with lace and stuff. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> His whole job for the past thirty years was just walk around in that haunted house by himself at night <clears throat> and freak everybody out. Yeah, freaking himself out in the middle of the night, <laughs> silent as shit, no fucking electricity. Yeah, that would be super. Just creepy. the wind howling. Remember, said you could hear the wind. 
Yeah. And look, look by looking at the structure of that house, a lot of that wind was fucking blowing through the boards of the walls. If Probably. Looked, I think there were spaces in between some of those boards. Because it didn't the... start out being called Summer Wind. It yeah. only started being called that, like, I think that the dad named it that. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, in the 70s. Okay. Prior to that, it was called the Lamont Mansion because that yeah. was the name of the guy that built it. Yeah. Like, or the guy that paid for it, for it to be built. Now, the part two of this story involves Ginger's dad. Yeah. Raymond. Raymond. All right. Now, Raymond actually, in the interview, seems like a cool guy. And then the actor that they have playing him, he's kind of cool. You know, I like him. He's just like a cool old guy. You know, I'm going to figure this haunt now. <laughs> and then I kind of like, you know, I'll make a bed. I'm, we're gonna make a buck off this. He kind of comes across that way, but you know, yeah, uh, uh, like for his generation, kind of a um, I would call him. I don't want to. He seemed kind of like a conservative type dude, but he was like into like uh, paranormal and new agey kind of stuff, like you know. And then his son had just gotten back from Vietnam, and uh, was trying to help him rebuild this house, and he saw some shit. So uh, it's a pretty cool. This this part of the story is also cool. It gets it gets a little uh, outside the realm of my personal experience, though. So I can't vouch for it. I'm a little more skeptical of certain elements of this story. I think there might have been a, uh, some motive to uh, spice the, the the story up and get some traffic coming through that house. Maybe as a bread and back, bread and back, a uh, bread and how do you say bed and breakfast? See, this is this shit, man. You get old, you can't, you, you lose your ability to pronunciate. It's a bread and breakfast. Bread and breakfast. I'm becoming my dad. You are good. <laughs> Next, I'm gonna be thinking there's turkey necks since holding my heart together. Aw. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, you know, <laughs> that happens to everybody, like you said about death. Yeah. Cheer up. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, like did, I said, gin- what? Did we say anything about your job interview today? No, we have. Not. Okay, we. T- Jenny landed a really good job today. But this is, but it's a little far. Tomorrow she's got another. Uh, it's about forty-five minutes each way. Yeah, that's a game-changing uh, income there. Um, but she's got an interview tomorrow. That's a little bit more even, and it's only fifteen minutes away. I think she's going to get that one. She's, I think she's going to get them both. Well, we'll see. I don't. I don't really. Know. Uh, pressure's off. You don't have to get this one now. If you yeah, to because out, you got one. Right. You got one. It's like yeah, the one I'm yeah. going to, the interview I'm going to tomorrow is closer. Like it's yeah. more like twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, something yeah. like that. But like yeah, the other one was like forty five, fifty minutes. Yeah. Oh, uh, we were t- talking about them living at that that dude walking around at night, living in summer wind and everything. And for some reason, that made me think of you know how fucking cost these eggs are going up. Mm-hmm. One of the things I could do in this house is get me a birdcage. And put quail in there. They lay eggs. They're little eggs. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't take that many. I was doing the research. Like six, I think like six or seven of those quail would probably lay us, you know, probably four or five eggs a day. They add up. Yeah, that's true. And if they age out, you let some of them hatch, you eat some of those quails. And I think you can let them out, see? And the Housing Commission, it's not like owning chickens. 
you could they could prove those were yours. They don't make they're they're quiet. Yeah. And uh, some people let them go during the day, and they come back. Oh, okay. And sleep in the sleep in the cage. Oh. And that's up to as long as they're getting fed, they come back evidently. Well, yeah, animals aren't dumb. They're not dumb. <laughs> There's like, why would I wander around out yeah. here and maybe get food when I can yeah. for sure get food going in? Yeah, here? and then you don't have to feed them because they're out feeding themselves. Yeah. And they're little. Yeah, I've seen them. And they get too old, you know. I'll just sneak a couple of them off and chop their heads off. Nobody will even know. Oh, don't show the other quail. No, so they like, don't oh. know. So they don't know, right? And let some of the eggs hatch. And see, what happened good, to man. Sally? She was just here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna look into that. So they won't let us. They won't let us have any chickens. Yeah, they won't let you have chickens. They won't let you have chickens. Red. People, you know, fucking. Somebody. I mean, you can have chickens around here, but not in this neighborhood. Not in this neighborhood. Because they're like, yeah, it's too... Right. I guess they think it's too noisy or... They're too, too noisy. Yeah, or something. But yeah, quail, you can maybe do that. Yep, they're quiet. They're quiet. Isn't there a chicken... Isn't there, doesn't anybody sell eggs around here? Like chicken eggs? I Probably, of, but I want them for free. That's true. And once you get those once you get those quail rolling, you, they, you get free quail. See? That's true. And if you're letting them go, they're feeding themselves most of the day. Then you come back and you give them some feed and bed them down and just let them lay eggs. But i, I got to find more about it. Yeah. They're cheap. So you just free food. Yeah. And it comes back. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here and then it comes back. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. It's nice in here. Pookie would trip the fuck out. She probably would. If it had a big old quail, a big old bird, I'd put put them in like a decorative bird cage, like your parrots, kind of. Right. But maybe ones with little little. Mike Tyson likes to do that. You know that? Pigeons. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know Mike that. Mike Tyson actually. raises pigeons. How the fuck did I know that? I don't know. Yeah, he loves pigeons. It's just one of those facts that I yeah. remember. Yeah. Speaking of yeah, I was gonna say that the job interview I went to today was like it's a dog friendly office, so a lot yeah. of people had their dogs at the office today, and one of the people there they have a dog whose name is also Pookie. Yeah, which I thought was very funny. But I think these fucking quail are camouflage, <laughs> see, because they don't look domestic. All right, and you let them go, and they just look like wild animals. They're fucking camouflaged. <laughs> the HOA would never know those are my quail eating other people's food. And then they I guess come back. You can't eat sandhill crane eggs, no, can you? Can't, you? No. Because <laughs> no. there's they're tons, endangered. There's tons of those around yeah. here. Those birds are too cool, anyway. They are, yeah. How big are the eggs? I don't think I've I've seen the babies. Ah, they're probably about that big. But I yeah, because they're big birds. Yeah. I mean, they're not as big as an ostrich or nothing, but they're pretty right. big. They're like three or four feet tall. All right. So where was I? Okay. So yeah. So Ginger's dad comes into camper and picks her and the kids up. So she tells her dad about all the shit that happened. She's like, I told him everything about what happened at the house, but um, he didn't really believe it. He was just kind of like, eh, I don't really believe any of that, but I don't believe any of that paranormal stuff, whatever. So in 1972, Ginger and the kids moved to Ontario. Now I should note, I don't think they mentioned this on the show, but I found this somewhere else. Because they said that once the dad and the son had bought the house and started working on it, they said, well, it had significantly deteriorated. And I said, well, how long are we talking about? Like, has it been abandoned? When um, the Hinshaws moved in, I believe it was 1969, I think they were only there for six months. And then I don't think the dad bought the house until at least 72. Okay. So it was maybe three or four years okay. so that, that it was 60s. empty. So that was the 60s Late they were 60s, in. Late 60s, yeah. Okay, yeah. 
So it was it, at least three years okay. that the house was empty and, like, falling to ruin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, before the dad came. So it was, like, in way worse shape. but And maybe longer. I'm not sure. So, um, so at this point, like, Ginger, who wasn't super into the paranormal before, but now she's, again, become obsessed with it because she's trying to, like, figure out what the fuck happened in the house, right? So she starts, like, studying all of that stuff in depth. And she's like, I'm never going back to that house ever again. But the dad, in spite of himself, uh, Raymond, his name is, he becomes uh, also obsessed with it. And he, when he goes to look at the house, he said pretty much the same thing that his daughter said. He said it looked like a wet puppy. Hmm. Like, you just wanted to go over and, like, comfort it and help hmm. it. And so so he's like, um, I'm going to buy that shit. He's going to turn it into, like, a hotel restaurant type situation. A bread and breakfast, bread if you will. Be- yeah, bread and breakfast. <laughs> Have some bread, listen to Beck. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. You know. I don't, I don't know. That doesn't sound like a good... T- well, eating bread sounds fun. Not listening to Beck so much. Um, but, yeah. So, as I mentioned, the condition of the house had significantly deteriorated in the several years since Ginger had lived in there. Hold on. But what? Oh, uh, I wanted just wanted to mention, yeah, uh, about the job situation. Uh, Jenny's job will not really affect the, sh- the show. We got subscribers where, you know, the shows will continue to come, it's especially probably Monday haunting, Wednesday and Friday. Jenny may not put out the same amount of pre-recorded reviews, but you guys really won't notice a big difference on the show. Yeah, I mean, we might have to move some of the live streams to, like, later. Right. Like, later in the evening, or we might have to, like, move around a day, or something like that. I don't know. We'll work um, it out. There's still be a show. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Because the hours, if I, you know, if I end up doing the one that's farther away, like, the hours are 8 to 5, so I probably wouldn't be home until... 6. 6 or 6.30. So, yeah, so we might, like, have to push the show back, like, an hour or something like that. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. And, like I said, we might move well obviously like if we're doing weeknight shows like i can't drink as much on you're right but (laughs) because i don't want to have to like wake up early the next morning and be like ah i'd be like hangover every day so that would suck but i would still be able to drink on the friday night shows so that, that would be okay so uh so yeah so Raymond is the dad, and it's kind of confusing, but the son, who is also Ginger's brother, obviously, uh, his name is Ray, and like Tom mentioned, he just came back from Vietnam, and he's kind of looking, he's also a contractor, so they're both looking for some big project. Now, they're not actually living in the house, they're actually living in, they have like a camper, and it's like parked on the property, and they live in that, because I guess the house is not livable at this point. <clears throat> so they said like when they went in there... They felt like, they said it felt like weirdly cold in there. Um, and it just kind of just, I don't know, it felt like weird and eerie and stuff. And he calls Ginger, who, like I said, doesn't live in Wisconsin anymore. She's moved to Canada at this point. And he's like, oh, guess what? I bought that house that you told me not to ever go into. And she's like completely, completely, she's like, why the fuck would you do that? It's like, I told you all the shit that happened there. Like, why? And you just specifically went and bought, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Raymond kind of, like, blows her off. It's not haunted. It's cool. Um, yeah, and they said April, who was a kid at that time, she was like, I can't believe Grandpa did that. What a fucking moron. Yeah, she didn't say that, but you know what I mean. So they, she was mad, too, that, like, they bought the house. She's like, I can't believe. The house is, like, evil. What have you been doing there? So, uh, so the dad and the son have the same problems with contractors not wanting to come out to the house 
and fix anything. They said sometimes, too, like, when they would get stuff delivered, I'm assuming, like, you know, supplies or whatever, they would just kind of, like, leave them in the driveway and then, like, take off. Like, they wouldn't even come up to the door and shit. They said, yeah, that happened, too. Um, Ray said that he heard growling the first night. Like I said, he's staying out in a camper. He's like, that might have been bears. Yeah. Not entirely sure. I'm probably it was. Um, the next day, he's working in the house alone when something, and you don't find out what it is until later, scares him so bad that he basically just rushes out the house and won't tell anybody what happened. Like, he goes back to his dad's house, and the dad's like, well, what are you doing home? I thought you were working on Summer Wind today. He's like, oh, um, you know, the all the shit broke, and I couldn't get anything done, so I'm just home and back off. Like, leave me alone. You know what I mean? So it was that kind of situation. But really, it was because he saw, like, some fucked up shit, but he wouldn't tell anybody what it was. Now, um, here's the thing, too, because the dad, Raymond, he got really interested in the history of the house, so he asked a neighbor who apparently knew some shit about it, like, what was going on with it. Now, here's the weird thing. On the show, they said that the family that had built the mansion and lived there, like, back in the early 20th century, were, were called the Pattersons. That wasn't their name. Um... The actually the guy that built the house was named Robert Patterson Lamont, so maybe that's what they were getting at. He was actually the U.S. Secretary of Commerce in 1916, and he built the house initially. Like I said, it was initially 80 acres, and he um, had kind. Of, it had been built as like a fishing lodge, uh, it was like a bed and breakfast type thing that people would go to and fish because it's right on a lake. And he later moved into it with his family and, like, converted it into, like, living quarters. And then he also had, like, another little house, like, on the property, like, where the, the servants lived. Now, apparently the servants uh, thought the house was haunted from the beginning. Uh, that they, they would see apparitions and shit like that, even way back then. So the legend goes. But the Lamonts did not believe this. Until, famously, uh, one particular night, uh, Lamont and his wife are sitting in the kitchen or the dining room or whatever, like having dinner and the basement door starts like rattling and like opens by itself. And they apparently saw a dude, like, a uh, like an apparition, like come out the basement and they knew it wasn't a guy because they're like, there's no way they could be anybody in there. So Lamont apparently shot at the ghost because what else are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> and then... I'd do it. Because, well, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> no, it might work. And then, uh, so the bullets went right through. It didn't make yeah. the ghost, like, disappear. In the uh, in the episode, they show the dude open a damn drawer. He's all in his fucking early 1900s suit. Open up a drawer and pull out a nice fucking... What's, what's that, Pope? Pope? Pull out a nice Colt 1911-45. Fucking start open fire. Pow, pow, pow. Shoots two shots at it. But they got the gun. They got the right gun from the right period. Wow, somebody was on the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Doing the reenactments. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. They did, you know, fucking 1911 was the best thing. That was the Desert Eagle of the day. <laughs> yeah, what's up, Obi? But yeah, so the bullets apparently went right through and, you know, left bullet holes in the door, famously. And so uh, at that point, I guess that was the first time the Lamont had seen anything and they were like, yeah, we're out. Uh, and they basically just took off and left the house. So, um, so that was the story that Raymond heard from the neighbor. So Ginger goes up to visit her dad, uh, goes to Wisconsin to visit her dad. 
to try to talk him out of this these shenanigans. But he's like, no, no, I already got plans for this house. Look, I already, he drew out all the all the blueprints and everything. Now she notices that her brother Ray is sitting over there, like acting real anxious. She's like, he's like biting his nails and doing all this other stuff. And remember how I said that she was getting real into like paranormal stuff? She's like, oh, I've been getting really into like hypnosis. So do you want me to hypnotize you so you can like chill out or like see what your problem is? So she does it. And apparently, like, his legs start shaking, like, really hard. And then they said his voice completely changed. Like, he was talking in somebody else's voice. And he kept saying, like, creepy shit. Like, um, he said, I am strong. My children are strong. You are weak. I thought he said his children were weak. I had seven children and they are all All weak. weak, I despise them. Yeah. He was saying shit like that. Yeah. I am strong. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was doing I it. am strong. <laughs> My children are weak. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> it was pretty creepy. So, uh, so yeah. Now, Ginger is starting to, like, freak out because he keeps doing that, and it's, like, not his voice, and she's like, um, hey, what the fuck? So she holds a cross up and tries to exercise him or wake him up or something. So Ray wakes up. Now Ray, the the uh, the real guy, was interviewed on the show too, and he said, "I don't remember shit." Uh, you know what I mean? He's like, "I woke up and I just had like a little bit of a headache," and they were like, "What the fuck was that all about?" And he's just like, "What? I don't, I don't know." <laughs> so they actually did record him talking. They don't play the actual recording on the show, obviously, because they never do. But they played it back for him, and how creepy would that be? Yeah. Like, hearing that, like, in your own voice, but not. Like, saying that kind of shit that you don't remember. That'd be pretty creepy. But, yeah, so they played it back for him, and he's just like, what the fuck? I don't know what that, I don't know what that is. He's like, I don't even have any kids, so what the fuck? So, at this point, Ray finally admits what happened at the house that scared him out there so bad. He said he was in there working by himself. He heard somebody calling his name, which was the same thing that Ginger had happened. And then he heard two gunshots downstairs. And he he went down to see what the noise was. He's like, I know that was gunshots because he just got back from Vietnam, right? And he smelled gunpowder in the kitchen, even though he saw the bullet holes in the door, but he's like, they were clearly old. Yeah. So he's like, so I don't know what the hell that was all about. And then at that point, he turns around and he apparently sees an apparition. Now on the show, they just showed him turning around and then it was like, you know, ghost cam, like just coming at him. And he's like, ah, and then they cut to commercial, right? Now he said in another, I saw another thing about it. And I don't know if he said this or if it was in the book or something like that. But they said he saw something that looked like. What did he say? It looked like like a rotting corpse or something like that. Like he said mm-hmm. something. So he did actually like see an apparition that looked like a dead person or something like that. It wasn't just like a, a mist or nothing. So um, apparently he. OK, so apparently Ray didn't know the story about the Lamonts like shooting at the ghost prior to this. So he had been in the house, he'd heard two gunshots and then seen the thing, and he told them about that, and Raymond was like, oh my god, that's like the story that I heard from the neighbor, like where they shot at the ghost, you know what I mean? So he was just like, oh, well, that checks out. So then Ginger decides she's going to hypnotize her dad. Now, while her dad is under hypnosis, he apparently has this vision type thing where he's in the house and he goes down to the basement And he finds this 
little wall cavity like behind there's like a little rock that comes out and there's like a little cavity behind there and then there's a box in there so he was doing some automatic writing and ginger said it was really weird because it seemed like he was writing with a quill like he was pretending like he was dipping the pen in the ink and everything like a old like a old school person would do and what he writes is um kind of like a land grant type thing from like 1767 that was the date that he wrote down and he also wrote a name and that name was jonathan carver now after he wakes up he also doesn't remember anything that he said and he's freaked out that he saw that he wrote all that stuff down so they go to the library to research this name now apparently allegedly uh jonathan carver was kind of a well-known explorer in the area who again allegedly brokered a peace between two warring tribes of native americans and he was gifted a large parcel of land that included obviously the land that Summerwind sat on so apparently this land grant it was like a deed or something like that was supposedly what was in this box and their theory was that he was haunting the house because he was looking for the shit, right? Mm. So they're like, okay, well, even though Ginger said, I don't want to go over, go back to that fucking house ever again, but she's like, well, we got to go check and see if that shit is in the basement like you said, like you thought it was in your vision. So they go back to the house. Now they go down to the basement and they did find a space like behind, like they pulled a stone out where he dreamed about it apparently and there is a cavity back there, but there was nothing in there so you know wah wah uh then they said they searched the whole house after that but they never could find that goddamn box or the deed anywhere and they said at this point they said you know what um you know all of our lives have been kind of ruined by this shit so maybe we should just say fuck it so Mm -hmm. they just said we're just gonna leave the house and never come back did they sell it or just abandon it well, see, I read that somebody else bought it in 1983. Okay. Um, but I'm assuming it was for sale. Because, like I said, they sometimes they're not real clear on the yeah. timeline. Because like, sometimes they, they kind of truncate a lot of um, things into, like, a short time period. So it makes it seem like, oh, it was just, like, six months or something like that. But then sometimes it was, like, ten years. Right. And they don't really tell you that. But So I don't really know, like, how long... It was empty. The weird thing about it is that they said when Ginger bought it, they said it had been empty 40 years. But I don't think it had been empty 40 years because they bought it in 1969. And I think the Lamonts left in... Well, no, like Lamont died in 1948 and they sold it then. And then they were like another family lived in it after that. So it wasn't abandoned for 40 years, okay. like when they bought it. I'm just saying, like, at least, like, according to what I figured out. Um, so, yeah. Uh, lightning struck the house, or so they say, or somebody burned it down in 1988. So, uh, so all that's there, you can still go there, like, a lot of paranormal groups go there still. Um, pissing off the neighbors. Pissing off the neighbors. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, all that's left is just, like, the basement and, like, a couple of the chimneys, because that's all that was stone. The rest of it was, like, Yeah, the wood. basement's co- cool. It's got arched entryways in it, kind of like an old stable where you would, I don't know, bring horses. That look like yeah. then it was converted probably to a garage. Probably. Yeah. 
It is cool looking. Yeah. Like I said, I was just watching some kind of more recent videos where um, where people were there. Like I said, paranormal groups love going there because, yeah. you know, it's it's creepy as shit and everything like that. So, as I mentioned, this is... Okay, now this is what the history behind it was. Because now I mentioned the Lamonts, right? House was built either 1916 or 1918. I've seen both of those dates. Like I said, it was 80-acre property, blah de blah um, So... The um, the servants that the Lamonts had, they specifically said that they saw a woman, like a, a translucent woman, that's what they called it, like walking around in the driveway. That was what, uh, what they saw. Now, uh, obviously, they reported that a lot of times, but the Lamonts didn't believe them until they actually saw, you know, a, a man's ghost come out the basement and shot at him and blah, blah, blah. And then they left. Now, the property was vacant for a while after that. Um, now, the Lamont still owned the house, but nobody lived in it. Now, Lamont died in 1948, and then the mansion got sold a few times, but I guess nobody stayed that long. And then, the fa- and then a family called the Kiefers bought it. Now, the woman in that family, I don't know what her first name was. They, she was just called Mrs. Kiefer. Um, they, she moved into the house and she started like not liking it. She said, I just felt like I was being watched all the time. I think it's haunted. And apparently she, when she left the house, cause she was like, fuck this place. And she left all her shit in it. Hmm. So I, I don't know if that's true, but that's something that I heard. Maybe too. That's why it was still furnished in, in, in a wreck. Yeah. Maybe it was probably all her stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, so like I said, it hadn't been abandoned for 40 years necessarily. Like, I think it had been abandoned before 1948 for a little while. But then somebody lived in it, like a couple of people lived in it. And then they, and then the Kiefers moved out, and then um, the Hinshaws moved in in 1969. And then after that, um, after the dad sold it, they it was purchased by... A guy named Harold Tracy and his wife Babs in 1986. Oh, I thought it was 1983. 1986. Um, and I don't know if... I'm assuming they were the ones that owned it when it burned down. So, hmm. uh, because it burned down in 1988. Well, several generations of people have been in and out, in and out of that house, and they say that it's, uh, it's a bad house. Uh, yeah, it yeah. A, it was probably a bad house. Yeah. Now, interestingly, they actually, because I kind of feel like the popularity of it now is probably because of that haunting episode, but in Wisconsin, and actually even kind of nationally, this was known as like a haunted house like before that, because they said Life Magazine did a big um, kind of uh, feature on it. Well, it was a feature about like the nine scariest places in the United States or most haunted houses or whatever, and that was back in 1980, so they mentioned it then. Which, and I'm assuming it looked, I, I think that's where the most popular, like the most yeah. famous photo of it comes from, when it looks like a dump. I think that was from 1980, okay. if, I, if I'm not mistaken. All right. So, um, so, yeah, so it was known as a haunted house before that. So, like you said, you know, uh, all the local teenagers, because it's known as the haunted house, so everybody's going to hang out in there and smoke weed and tell ghost yeah. stories and do all that other kind of paint stuff. Paint pentagrams and shit. Paint pentagrams and yeah. all that other kind of shit. So, <laughs> so yeah, you can kind of see with doing like a lot of vandalism and all that kind of shit. 
So, uh, yeah, I've also heard a story. I don't know when this happened, but one story that I saw on one site said that there were two teenage girls and they were canoeing on the lake near the mansion when they actually saw um, a ghostly figure. It was actually a woman in white waving at them to come to shore. And uh, so they were like, okay, I wonder what she wants. So they, they get up on the beach in a canoe and they follow her to the house and then they go inside the house and then the woman disappeared. I don't know when that happened, but that was another uh, story that I saw. I don't know if the mansion was empty at that time or what. So, um, so yeah. So, I guess that, like I said, other people had seen, like, uh, apparitions around there and shit like that. So, basically, yeah. I kind of feel like, oh, one other thing that I forget, and they didn't mention this on the show either. And, like I said, this would have been really interesting. Um, okay, so there's two really creepy things that they didn't mention on the show. One... April, the daughter, mm -hmm. she apparently uh, found a body, like a skeleton or a, a skeleton or a skull. I'm not sure, like in a crawl space in the house. What really? Didn't hear that one. Yeah, they didn't say that. But like some of the other sources I read said, yeah, she said that they. I don't know why they were looking in the crawl space, but they found this crawl space that was like a secret room or like mm -hmm. a secret closet or something. Like some shit was in front of it, and like they opened it. Now, I've heard skull, I've heard skeleton. Okay. So, I don't know if it was, like, a fold kind of thing. Right. Now, here's where it gets hinky, though, because they said they found that, and they were like, holy shit, there's, like, a fucking skull. They said it still had hair on it and everything. And they never reported it, but apparently it disappeared. Like, I don't really know what uh, happened to it. I remember that. Yeah, because yeah. I think I might have mentioned that on the last one, because I was like, what the fuck? Like, why? What happened to that head? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where's that head? It was just... <laughs> where's that severed head? Yeah. You find a head in a crawl space, and like, well, nobody needs to know about this. <laughs> just get a boop. Put that Got right hair back. on it and everything. That's nasty. <laughs> what happened to that head? No, I'm not. I don't think I buy that. I don't think I buy that. I don't think I buy that either. Maybe, well, maybe the maybe the makers of haunting They're also like, no, didn't buy it. They're like, that. we're not going to talk about that because, yeah. like, oh, conveniently. Yeah, conveniently, we lost that head. The, <laughs> how do you lose a whole head? Yeah. <laughs> how do you not call the cops? That's what I mean. You would think that yeah. that would be the first thing you would you would do. Like, if you found if I found a skull in the wall. Yeah. Yeah, because that could be like somebody that's been missing for a yeah. long time. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, the other thing that they didn't mention, which, like I said, maybe they thought this was a little too outlandish, was that Raymond and Ray, the dad and the son, they said that, um, because, yeah, you know, they drew up blueprints because they were going to, you know, fix the house all up and they were working on it. And apparently they would measure the rooms, like, to do some work or something, and then they would come back the next day and the room would be significantly larger or significantly smaller than it was before. Like, yeah, the rooms would, that. like, change sizes. Yeah, I kind of suspect that's more like not knowing how to fucking hold a tape measure. That's, that's, <laughs> I think that might I be I mean, that. they were both contractors. You'd think that that yeah. would be contracting 101. Yeah. But maybe know. not. Maybe... Mm. <laughs> don't drink on the job, kids. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember how to use this tape measure. Maybe Where's it's, that maybe it's more. Maybe it's more like, uh, wait a minute, what was that reading? Nah, do that shit again. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Do Wait, is this room 8 feet or 80 feet? 
How do numbers work? Dude, yeah. <laughs> Grab the other man. Go back over there again. <laughs> Room's moving. Room's stretching. Is this room actually stretching? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it was. I remember. I remember <laughs> these little details that they were talking about, and that kind of, kind of uh, added to my skepticism about the second part of the story. Right. The first part of the story seems more legit. The claims aren't as wild. Yeah, because they weren't so, well. No. Other than finding a skull in the wall and not reporting it, is that, and then, from, the, is that from the first yeah, part yeah, of the yeah. story? Because the okay. the daughter supposedly found. Okay, it wasn't added in later. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. Certain elements may have been. I uh, see all later. of these paranormal stories. They're just yeah. like so fucking hard to yeah, track hard to down, down because well because they get repeated so many yeah. times like on other paranormal websites and people add details and all this other kind of stuff yeah. speaking of which we started watching i think one of you guys like warned us about this but we started watching on netflix last night that 28 days haunted thing yeah we had to change that shit yeah we didn't even get through the first episode yeah. <laughs> yeah. like this is dumb as hell yeah <laughs> ghost brothers was better well see they I... let you know that that was a comedy this is <laughs> ghost rednecks everybody's a redneck in this one it's a whole fucking which that's not a bad thing, but I know that they're marketing towards who watches television. That's or I think is what you know. I liked the like concept maybe. of it. Like I like the concept of going to a haunted though. place yeah. and making them stay there, like yeah. like it, like in isolation. Yeah. For twenty eight days, that's a cool idea. Yeah. Um, you know, but just in in practice, it no. it wasn't really that interesting. It's a bunch of overweight Southern psychics. Going, did you hear that? I heard that. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard I kind of feel like that's every yeah. single... Did you hear that? Dude, I heard that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, the, and then you know, they're doing yeah. that. What's that What's that box thing called that just goes through the radio yeah. frequencies yeah. and they and they imagine... The bullshit box. And they imagine that they yeah. hear yeah, the, the voices box. coming through it. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's just the radio. Yeah. I mean... Mango said, I was at the Haunted Museum in Nottingham yesterday and got to hold two human skulls. That's okay. pretty neat. One time I was at that, um, what do they call that? Just the bodies exhibit where all the bo- where all the body parts are like, you know, they, they preserved them. Like yeah. with that weird plasticky stuff. And I got to like hold a human brain. So I thought that was like pretty yeah. neat. Like a real human brain that was <laughs> that had been like all plasticized <laughs> or whatever they call it. That was pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I think I saw that in Tampa. But uh, but yeah, so I I like the idea of like the rooms getting, but it's very House of Leaves. I'm into that, but it's just kind of like I don't think that really happened because yeah. what? So I I kind of feel like that's maybe why they didn't put it in the episode. Yeah. Maybe. And again with the skull thing because right. I mean if they really found a skull and they were like legit like called the cops and stuff because you could check that obviously the witness testimony for the first part is pretty compelling actually because the one that was the daughter the yeah one that was a little girl she, yeah I, I kind of believed her though they didn't let her tell the entire story she's just chiming in you know that he hated us there you know it's just it's just kind of a I don't know and her mom she seemed pretty credible they all kind of seemed pretty credible yeah they didn't yeah. seem like loons or no, like or just, anything like, they, they just, just saw some like, weird shit right yeah yeah and I'm, and I'm not saying like some weird shit didn't happen in that house yeah. it probably did yeah but i don't know about rooms changing sizes right and i don't know what happened to that skull and the uh the dad he said some cool shit which which was true he's like 
you know, how do you deal with this? Where do you go? There's no book on any of this. It's a dimension we're talking about. Nobody really knows. That's absolutely true. Nobody really knows. No, they don't. Of how, how hauntings and poltergeist and all that shit works. You just observe it. See, that's, I think that's one of the things, you know, going back to like when we started watching 28 Days Haunted last night, that's what I don't like about a lot of those haunting shows is that a lot of them will come out and they're very authoritative. Yeah, like we know how this shit works. Yeah. Oh, well, spirits will do this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, how the fuck do you know? No. You don't know what the fuck they're doing? No. Knock it off. I mean, I would have more respect for them if they did believe that stuff, but then they just came in and said, well, I'm not really sure, but I think that, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that would be fine. But don't come in there and be like, yeah, this is how this is how it goes and this is how it works, because you don't fucking know. I observed, me and my family, or extended family, and my aunt and uncle, at close range, observed intense poltergeist activity, objects fucking being thrown, and I guess teleported, and fucking things stacked, and things arranged in patterns, and we, we saw it saw some of the stuff actually move and we never could figure out how it was doing it you know and you never know for sure you know what I mean fucking what it is you're dealing with um or why or how but it's just a, some kind of an exotic physics Stuart Hammeroff stuff yeah but yeah. uh yeah it's cool though it does exist it's just nobody really knows everything about it yeah. I wasn't quite sure what a poltergeist could do, even though I saw it do a, a lot of different gags. And it, it is a trick somehow. It really does do it. It's not an illusion. But from its point of view, it's it's simple what it's doing. Um, it's not hard for it to do it. And there's, and it was slowly getting better at doing certain things. It just started to like mimic a voice. But I didn't want to hear that. I ran from that. Just sounded like a bunch of garbled. Yeah, you don't stuff. want that shit talking. Uh, you want it talking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's weird. You zip your lip, ghost. Like, I ain't talking to you, bro. <laughs> yeah. Trey says uh, Cindy Williams, who was Shirley on Laverne and Shirley, uh, also just passed away. Okay. That sucks. Yeah, that's really sad. You getting hungry, Jim? Uh, yeah, starving. Okay. Uh, Mango says one of the skulls he was talking about that he held apparently uh, is apparently haunted and attached to the person. Certainly got some strange vibes from holding it. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. I still wonder where that skull went that from this house because mm. what a weird claim to make if you're yeah. just gonna go and then I don't know where it went. Yeah, it's strange. <laughs> Must have left it on top yeah. of the car when we drove off. <laughs> I don't know. Found his dead dude, man. And he's gone. I'm not gonna say anything about it. Sorry. <laughs> We're in the country. (laughs) We're just gonna, yeah. Maybe they just didn't want to get the cops involved. Yeah, or maybe they did actually lose it. It's like, where the hell did I put that down? Uh, It's like, like, (laughs) animals got it. Left it outside, and the animals got it. Yeah, maybe it's like, ooh, I'm having this. Yeah. (laughs) All right, all right. So I guess we're gonna wrap it up. This was this was fun to revisit this. uh, This is always a fun. We're gonna we're gonna revisit hungry ghosts. With the girls being molested by the Taiwanese ghosts and the fucking Shinto or the Taoist priest. I thought that was cool as shit. We're going to do that and one. And that was one of the few haunting episodes yeah. that actually took place in like another, another culture, yeah. which I thought was kind of cool because yeah. they don't really do that too much. Right. I mean, I, you know, it's not their fault. I guess they got to work yeah. with the stories they get, but you know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah. So we will be back tomorrow evening doing a movie review. Uh, we're actually going to be doing the cult classic black comedy from the 1980s, Eating Raul. 
So we're going to be watching that tonight, and we're going to be talking about that tomorrow. I haven't seen it for, like, 30 years, but I remember liking it very much. So, uh, so yeah, so thank you, everybody, for dropping by. Thank you for becoming members, you guys, and trying mm-hmm. out my little emojis. Yeah. <laughs> That's, like, pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> haven't seen the Smell of Sanctity one yet, but yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that one's, I think it's just, like, you know, colon's, like, Sanctity, I think. Yeah. I, I, like, it's at it's the like, end of the haunting, when it's gone. Yeah. The <laughs> and then you get woo. You know what I mean? I was trying to find like a little, like some clip art that kind of looked like Lorraine Warren, but I was like, I don't have time to do that. So I just put like a fucking little rose on there. But, uh, but yeah. So, um, yeah. So we'll be back tomorrow evening and we'll let you guys know what's going on with scheduling and stuff like that. Maybe I'll know more, uh, tomorrow about how we're going to shuffle the shows around and things like that. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you guys again tomorrow night. Have a good rest of your evening, you guys. Good night.